Hello, welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. This is your host, Les Regalado, and I am super excited that you are here today. And today's topic is about how to take that idea that you have and turn it into a reality, turning it into a business that you love. And today's guest, her name is Helen Munchie, and she is a business and content strategist for growth stage startups. She helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs grow wildly successful businesses on their own terms. Terms. And I'm here to tell you that this episode is fire. It is so amazing. So many great pearls of wisdom. Helen does not hold back in sharing what she believes is what helps you take that passion, that love that you have and turn it into a business that you love. And she's going to break it down. She's going to make it so, so simple for you to know what to do that I promise you, you're not going to doubt what your next step is. So I am excited that she is here. I listened to this episode twice. I pressed pause and then play after I took notes, but I definitely took over a page or two of notes just from the episode. And this is after I listened to it during the interview and once after that. So it is pretty darn good. And I am so excited for you to listen to today's episode of the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. Welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. If you don't mind, just share a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself a little further, and then we can kind of get right into it. Hi. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just, I love doing podcasting. It's such an amazing way just to kind of, yeah, chat to people, find out what they're about. Um, so yeah, like you said, my mission really is about working with brilliant entrepreneurs, you know, those incredible people who are made for more to build that business that they've got on their hearts and their minds, you know, that vision that they've got. Um, and it's something I'm just, I'm hugely passionate about. Um, I have a total business geek kind of streak running through me for sure. So I have been doing entrepreneurship strategy for, I think it's like nearly 13 years now, which sometimes I hate to say, cause it kind of ages me a little bit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I trained in it. I love it. I've done training courses. I've trained like 600 hours worth of training for entrepreneurs. It's just, it's what I love to do. Um, and I've worked with, oh my goodness, so many random businesses from like burger manufacturers, biomass boiler manufacturers through to like dog walkers and stuff. So it's, I'm in like a really privileged position where because I've worked with such a variety of businesses, I've had such a great overview of what, what like the key things are that really um, really sort of distinguish the businesses that are going to be successful and the ones that might like just teeter on the edge and struggle a little bit. Um, and it, you know, I'm, it's something I'm really passionate about because for me, I just see so much wasted potential, especially in women, you know, we build these incredible skills. We have so much empathy and drive and passion for what we do, but for whatever reason, um, and I found myself in this position, you know, where I was struggling in the nine to five situation um, and, I, and I left, you know, I couldn't take that kind of the confines anymore, if you like. Um, and if I hadn't gone into entrepreneurship myself, you know, that would have been wasted potential. And that's what I hate. And that's what I'm passionate about. And for me also, you know, entrepreneurship is so transformative. Um, you know, if one person, one incredible woman starts a business that impacts her family, her friends, her community the wider community, what we do with our money that we earn, you know, that, that has the power to transform our communities as well. Um, and yeah, I've been lucky enough to work with big charities to bring entrepreneurship into countries that might otherwise not have access to kind of training and stuff. So I've seen it firsthand, just, just what it can do. And you know, I just love it. 
you know, I'm, I could go on about it for ages. It's, it's what I'm passionate about. I love it. And I love what you mentioned because it's the same belief that I have in regards to the impact that or the transformation that happens in a woman's life when she starts a business mm -hmm. and the impact that spills over onto, like you said, her home, whoever's in her home, then the you know neighborhood then the community. And I mean, ultimately that one decision of starting a business can, and honestly, I mean, honestly can change the world. And it's, yeah. I know it's like such a huge statement but when you look at it that way and like exactly like how you explained it it starts with one person then it kind of just spills over to the next to the next and it just kind of becomes this huge ripple effect so yeah. i love that you shared that now i had a quick question for you because i think this is one of my favorite questions simply because i believe that we grow so much especially being in business and um it's something that as like you said it transforms us but it's not always the easiest path to choose yeah. for sure mm -hmm. so um i had the question of what has been your greatest challenge or obstacle when starting or growing your own business because like you mentioned you've been doing this for quite a long time yeah you probably heard this answer before but the biggest challenge was definitely me <laughs> like i was just in my way like every turn i took there i was there was my mindset issues and and the thing with me is i came from a really um you know i went to university i studied economics i was very logical mm. went on and trained with accenture like man big management consulting company i was very corporate in my training not in my attitude i was like a little rebel inside i always have been um but I didn't have any, like, I don't even know what the word is. I didn't have any appreciation for what importance, for, for the importance that mindset plays in business. And actually, do you know what? For the first few years when I was running my businesses, I didn't either. You know, I didn't really, and it caught up with me um, until, and it wasn't until I started really understanding, you know, we have kind of two forces within us. We have like our inner mentor and we have our inner critic. And these, these guys are like just in this, battle like all day long you know you know as an entrepreneur you know first hour of the day is the best hour then it's suddenly the worst thing in the world and then it, you love it again and then it's like oh you hate it you don't know how you're gonna do it it's a roller, total coaster. roller coaster i think yeah it is it's a total roller coaster and until i appreciated that these these two forces are kind of in battle and i have the ability to choose my focus as to which one i really look at um and and really like honing and nurturing that business gut instinct as I call it that it wasn't until I did that that I started getting out of my own way so for me that was that was the biggest thing um the second biggest thing was just and it's something I see with all the clients I work with as well is getting enough eyeballs on what you do you know it's it's you know you're amazing at what you do you're brilliant now we need to tell the world about it um and that can be a big struggle as well because it's noisy out there you know it is it's a noisy the online world is noisy your content can get lost your message can get lost so yeah those are probably the two the two biggest things for me oh for sure i think you're so right when it comes to the mindset and mm -hmm. understanding you know that how important that is and how it can really be the determining factor between making it or not you know yes. and it's really not the fact that we can't make it it's just the fact that we give up before we get there and mm -hmm. like you said it's just us you know it has nothing to do with anyone else they can say anything they want but it's up to us to believe it or to not and to really just pursue what we're called to do so yeah. um what has been the greatest gift that you feel you've received or that you've been able to enjoy because of what you do for business because you became an entrepreneur yeah there's 
I can never give one answer to anything as you'll discover. Um, for me, the first thing is, is being the people I've met. You know, it's slightly cliche, but it's totally true. I mean, I've had the privilege of working with, I think it's like over 500 entrepreneurs by now. So it's, I've met so many incredible people. I've met some of my best friends through, you know, the online business world. Um, some of whom I've never even actually met in the flesh, which is just slightly crazy to me. Um, but yeah, it's the people I meet and just, you know, what drives them and the fun conversations you have and, you know, the joy that you bring to each other's day just by sending a silly, you know, WhatsApp or whatever about being an entrepreneur or just your life, really. Um, so that's the first one. And then I think the second one that I just love, I'm this weird mix of strategic and creative, um, which comes perfectly together in my, I run a property business as well as my strategy business. So that really hones that. Um, but yeah, being able to combine strategy and creativity in my everyday, which I can only really, I feel, do through my entrepreneurship. Because normally in a job, you're like pigeon-told into, you're the creative or you're the strategic you know, brain. You're the left or you're the right side of the brain. Um, so yeah, those are the greatest gifts that I can bring those two together every day and that I get to work with incredible people. Awesome. Oh, I love what you mentioned in regards to the freedom to just be you. Like you said, without being put into a box of who you're supposed to be and not allowed to step out of that box because that's what your title is or whatever your responsibility is at work. That is amazing because you're right. It brings so much freedom and flexibility to really just try things and just kind of figure out what works. Now, so that's, my next that's why I say sort of doing things on your own terms, because when you're in a nine to five, you're kind of given a definition of success. You're like, to be successful, you have to move up the ranks or this, you have to earn this amount, but it's not to do with that at all. You know, it's doing what feels right for you, really. For sure, for sure. Oh, I totally agree. So Helen, um, I'm all about learning from other people and learning from people's experiences. And I think that's why I haven't made, I mean, I've made a ton of mistakes, but I think I could have made way more, but I'm always trying to learn. And that's kind of why I started this podcast originally way back when just to, I get inspired by listening to other people's stories to, you know, learning from like, like what you said, you know, earlier, what has been the obstacles, what have been the greatest gifts. I just think those, that, that those two things are powerful to learn from other people. So you can basically take that knowledge that they've gained from their experience and kind of apply it in your life. So I would love to know what are some of the common mistakes that you've noticed among the women and men that you've worked with along however many years you've been doing this that they've made when it comes to starting a business, you know, taking that idea and actually taking action on it. What are some of the more common mistakes that you see people making? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing that gets people stuck is overwhelm. Like it's that beast that we all know um, and rears its head at various points. But the thing that feeds the overwhelm, especially when you're at the beginning, is trying to do tasks take actions that are totally not suited to the level of business you're at so I kind of split it into I've got this kind of CEO sort of scale in my head that you you have like your startup phase you've got your kind of step up phase then you're attracting people to your audience and so on and then you're ready to scale and you know you fit into one of these categories and you kind of move you know up through the different things but when people try and do the wrong tasks at the wrong time so if you're in a startup and you're trying to do uh, you know, putting in systems and trying to scale your business, but you haven't actually started properly yet. That that's a challenge, and that's what leads to overwhelm because our to-do list is basically encompassing everything you might ever want to do to to in business, 
whereas actually we should be focusing for example in startup on you know income generating activities we should be focusing on really honing our expertise you know there's there's certain things you, you need to do at different stages and trying to be in the wrong stage basically um really stops people progressing it sounds like what you're like what i'm hearing is people are trying to run before they crawl or yeah. you know it's like they're trying to do that yeah, before they perfect you. this over here and i think i mean i know i'm guilty of it i've done things and then later on i'm like you know, and I've worked on my mindset for so long that I feel, and I've been in, in, in somewhat of a business for over 15, 17 plus years. So I, I think a lot of my mindset has been um, really almost programmed to understand that I'm gonna, you know, try things and fail and try and fail. And, you know, it's gonna take time. But I think for someone who's starting off, who maybe doesn't have that kind of experience, it can really like make them quit. You know, yeah. because if they're trying something over there because they heard someone talking about it or they've seen, you know, I mean, I think nowadays with social, you see, you see so much and yeah. you get so many ideas that it's like you get distracted by so many of it and you get that shiny object syndrome where you're like, oh, I'm going to do that. Well, I'm going to do this now. And this is why for me, this um, topic is so important to talk about because I want women, I want female entrepreneurs or aspiring female entrepreneurs to understand that there is a step-by-step -step process and it doesn't mean that you can't go through that process fast if you have the time the energy the money etc to invest but you still have to go through a certain like step-by-step -step process where you are crawling or rolling over as a baby i like to kind of you know baby you you yeah. roll over and then you crawl and then you know and then you're walking slowly or kind of tumbling and then you walk comfortably and then you're running and you can't do one before the other because like you mentioned, then you're overwhelmed with things that you shouldn't even be overwhelmed with. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I think we also, people massively overcomplicate it. Like I, I'm a big lover of just keeping things super simple. And in its basic, building a business doesn't matter if you're products or services, it doesn't matter whether you're a millionaire or you're just starting out. It is about getting a business foundations in place. That's about your mission, you know knowing what your community is and that kind of forms your north star in your business and that keeps you on track every time you're making a decision is it on mission does it serve my community and then actually outside of those business foundations it is literally how do your audience find you how do they love you how do they buy from you that is literally it that is business and if you can ask yourself every day are the things I've got on my to-do list, are they contributing to people finding me, loving me, buying from me, then great, keep it on it. If it's not, I would say take it off the list. You know, take away that element of confusion and, and all these things. And obviously as you develop and as you grow and you move through the kind of different stages of business, those three things look different. But that's what it boils down to. And let's not overcomplicate it, you know. You make it sound so dang simple. Yeah. <laughs> and I know it is, but you are so right. Like we can totally overcomplicate it and think that we have to do so much than what we need to. Again, I think it's because we're, tr we're looking at people who are way further ahead. Mm -hmm. And um, like that quote says, you know, we're comparing our chapter one to someone else's chapter 21. And we're trying to be there when we haven't even gone through any of those beginning stages. And yet yeah, yeah. it can get really overwhelming and frustrating. And don't get me wrong, like, it sounds like I've got it all together. Like I still, I still get completely overwhelmed some days and I still have to bring myself back to just keeping it simple. Keep those three things um, and that keeps me on track most of the time. That's awesome. Well, I think the more 
you go through this experience as a business owner, the quicker you bounce back. You know, I heard about it called BBA, bounce back ability. And it's like you, you don't stay stuck in a certain place for as long as you used to. And I think that's also really important to know that you will learn how to figure things out quicker and faster and better as you gain that experience. And like you said, you know, we don't, I don't think anyone really has it all figured out. I think we might seem like we do, but we sure as heck are just trying to figure out as we go. We yeah. just were able to kind of get in and out quicker um, the more we do it. And I think that's why for me, it's so important to recommend people to always take imperfect action because the more imperfect action you take, the more experience you gain, obviously the more that you learn and the quicker that you go through all these little steps. Yeah. Okay, so let's take a quick break because I wanna share something super awesome with you. So are you ready to focus on how you can prepare and plan for the new month ahead in a realistic way and just take those baby steps towards your goals? We often overestimate what we can do in a year and we underestimate what we can get done when we break down our audacious goals into monthly, weekly, and daily actionable steps. So I wanted to introduce to you a quick step-by-step -step guide that I created just for you. It's called How to Plan for a New Month in Business Step-by-Step -step Guide. So get ready to stop wondering where each month went and begin each month with intention, with a plan of action for growth. It's time to get back in the driver's seat of your life. No more passenger seat. So go ahead and go to weleadsociety.com forward slash month and guide. Again, that's www.weleadsociety.com forward slash month and guide. And as you're preparing at the end of the month for the following month in business, make sure that you tag me in your stories or on Instagram or anywhere that you're going to share your planning. And because I would love to go ahead and give you a shout out for being super intentional with your new month. All right, we'll talk to you soon and let's get back to the episode. I love that BBA. That's amazing. That's so, <laughs> it is so true as well. Like that is spot on. You know, you are going to fail as an entrepreneur and it's just a case of how quickly do you learn from that and use it to springboard into the next, the next thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, my next question for you, because I want to get definitely into, I, I mean, I don't want you to give like us all the details of the step-by-step, -step, but I definitely want you to kind of give us a framework maybe, or, or some advice in regards to how do people go from having this dream, this idea of, oh, I want to do this or this passion that they have. And they're like, how can I turn that into a business? You know, I feel like a lot of people who are really creative, we have a million and one ideas. And it's really number one, trying to narrow it down to the one that we actually want to pursue. But once we figure that out, how do we kind of go from actually having the idea, having that dream to kind of moving through the stages and actually getting to take action, executing on that? Yeah, um, I, I'm with you on the whole messy action sort of bit. Um, I always encourage people who are new to an idea or an industry or entrepreneurship to put something out and try it because until you it, our brain is so bad at figuring out whether we're going to enjoy something whether we're good at it you know what it's going to feel like we just can't future project like that so first thing I always encourage people to do is in whatever way shape or form you can try and actually do what it is you want to do um, because it comes as a surprise to a lot of people that you know you might love you know selling or, or making an organic skincare products for example that's like your deep passion but when you start a business around it 
you actually probably spend about, I don't know, 20% of your time actually doing that thing that you love and 80% of the time marketing it, doing the admin, you know, all the other stuff that sits around it. So I encourage you all first off to take messy action, to do it on a small scale, to figure out whether they actually enjoy doing this as a business. Um, that would be the first thing. So that might look like if you're a product business, can you sell at a market stall? Can you um, be a pop-up shop on someone else's online store? Can you set up on Etsy and just start getting some sales that way? If you're a service-based business, um, you know, can you do like a bit of a beta test and just literally post in some Facebook groups? You know, I want to, I'm trying this out for free or for cheap. This is what I want to do. This is who I want to work with. Let's give it a go kind of thing. Um, so that'd be the first thing I would say. Once you've kind of gone through that, you'll, you'll learn a lot from that process. Um, the next thing for me is really, it's that business foundations that I talked about. It's looking at your mission. It's about defining your community, but not in a really flat kind of prescriptive way of their age. You know, you, you want like the basics, like their age, their gender, you know, all these kind of things, but also figuring out within that, what are the points that you connect on? That's, and that is where the, the power will lie when you actually go out into the market, finding your connection points. What is it that you all, you know, you and your audience stand for? What do you stand against? What is it that unites you? What is this movement that you're trying to create? And from that, you know, we then build out content plans. We talk about customer journeys, you know, all these kind of things, but starting with that mission, looking at that community definition, that would be my, my next step. Um, and then finally, because obviously I don't want to overload everyone with way too much. Final thing I really love people to think about is, is customer experience and customer journey. So this is about um, basically deciding at the point when someone comes to your business for your product or service, they're at point A. What does that point A look like? You know, what are they feeling? Um, you know, what are their challenges? What are they wanting to achieve? Like, what is the pleasure that they're moving towards and what is the pain that they're moving away from? And then what is point B? What does that final destination point look like for them? You know, what is it that they want to get to? And that basically gives you the remit within which to build out your products and your services. Because you, they're trying, they're A, they're, they want to get to B, your products and services basically form a bridge from A to B. So we need to know what that start and end point is before we can really start to build out your business. So yeah, I would say that that's it. It's define your mission, really hone in on your community and what they're what unites you and then finally define that start and end point so we can start bridging the gap that's amazing i love how quick and easy you make it sound <laughs> it's like just do this this and this and it's great um i know there's a lot to learn and i love that you do simplify it because i know for me if i knew that i was going to have to learn and do everything I've had to learn and do from the beginning of pursuing the idea to, and I'm, I mean, I'm definitely not even like close to, you know, finishing it up, but it's, it's at that, you know, beginning kind of middle stage. But if I would have known everything I was about to kind of have to learn and grow into, I think I would have panicked and I think I would have ran the opposite direction. So I yeah. love that you kind of just simplify it because I think 
it really is that simple. And obviously, like we were talking about earlier, every time you take a step forward, you're going to learn a little bit more and you're going to get some more ideas and kind of some more direction and clarity. But it definitely does take knowing just a little bit of a framework and then just kind of getting started because there's no point in overwhelming the heck out of ourselves with everything we're going to need to learn and know and take action on if we haven't even taken the first step. Yeah. And I think that's the challenge for me is uh, when I work with clients is not to overload people with too many steps because, uh, you know, my brain is very logical. Sometimes it likes to just go through them like this, 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 and this. Um, and that's like, that's the craft when you're supporting entrepreneurs at any stage is really knowing what do they need to know right now? How can I support them right now in this moment? And when do I stop so that I almost put the blinkers on for them and say, well, yeah, there is all that stuff up ahead, but we're going to stop here and you cannot see beyond that because otherwise, you know, overwhelm city. Right. Now, how do you encourage when you're working with clients, how do you encourage for them to not go past, excuse me, that point of overwhelm, I guess. Like, how do you encourage them? I mean, is it just you like telling them, okay, like this is what we're gonna, we're gonna go up to this point and then kind of just focus from here to there for now? Or is there something that they should start like feeling like if they start feeling like, whoa, should they kind of stop and backtrack a little? What do you encourage them to do? Yeah, it's quite a collaborative thing in that um, I, I'm, I, it's their business. I think that's what I always tell them, you know, at the end of the day, it's your business, it's your decisions. I'm definitely going to support you with that. But let's look at what your vision is. Because I mean, there's, there's a hundred ways to run the same kind of business. You know, there's, there's hundreds of dog walkers out there who run their dog walking business in those different ways. There's lots of coaches out there who do it very differently. So let's find the way that works for you. Let's define what that vision and that mission looks like. Um, and then let's look at what, you need to focus on for the start the stage of business that you're at and then that's where my job steps in to go they're going i want to you know i want to create a quiz funnel with four different outcomes four different mini courses and i'm like fantastic but let's park that because that is next stage level that's fantastic but not right now what can we do to kind of mini version that so it's it's, it's doable at this particular stage so it's working with them to figure out the vision and then for me to then say, okay, at this stage of your business, this is what's going to bring that vision alive. Um, the second thing I always say to people when they're, for me, and I know from my own experience and from clients as well, I start to feel the overwhelm when I'm, when I'm flitting between tasks a lot. So when I find it hard to focus on something or I'll just check that email or I've got, you know, 10 different emails coming from people and I'm just like, I just want to read that bit of that, bit of that, or I'm just going to do a bit of this that's when I know I'm starting to overwhelm because I just can't settle. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a weird, it's just a sensation that you get. So when I get into that position where my clients do, I say, you know what, let's, let's focus back down again. Let's cut the noise. Um, as I've said before, way too much noise online. Let's cut that noise and let's say, you know what, we're going to focus on mindset. We're focusing on, I don't know, let's say funnel creation, if that's the stage they're at. And we're focusing on, um, something to do with your industry like so let's pick two sources of information only for those areas and then everything else you unsubscribe from everyone else you turn off the notifications for you come out of facebook groups you only focus on two sources of information for your main areas and that just for me that helps cut cuts the overwhelm you know in an instant 
do you think a lot of the overwhelm comes from that us dipping into too many sources and listening to too many experts and signing up for too many master classes and workshops and you know i feel like the minute you google or you search for something 10,000 things pop up on your Facebook, on your Instagram, anywhere and everywhere the minute you open up your phone. So do you feel like a lot of the overwhelm kind of comes from, like you mentioned, there's just being too many noises and us actually listening to all those noises? Yeah, I think it does. Definitely. And I am one of the, the biggest ways, you know, it's, it's useful to get information on some of the technical stuff and things like that. But a big source of overwhelm can be when you're in an industry yourself, and you follow people who are also in that industry because then you you lose your voice you know your voice gets drowned out because you're saying oh she's saying it really nicely i want to say it like her or she's she's doing a mini course on this i should do that or so and so has just started a podcast i should go and do that so actually i quite often encourage people just to just to cut the people that they follow who talk about the same topics as them um because you think, oh, it's a good source of information. It'll give me some ideas. And, you know, it can be. But more often than not, you lose yourself in that. You lose what you, your expertise. You lose your um, ability to articulate what it, you know, the, the, the skills that brought you to do what you do. Yeah, I totally get that. Because I've had to unfollow quite a few people um, or disconnect somehow. Because you're right, you you love what they're sharing, you are captivated by it, it sounds amazing, they're, they're getting traction with whatever they're sharing, so you're like, ooh, you know, again, that shiny object syndrome, you go that way, and like you mentioned, you might have had this really amazing idea brewing over here, and suddenly you stop paying attention to that, you stop working on it, because now this seems amazing, and this seems like the thing to work on, um, and I think until you are ready and, and i guess there is maybe a stage where you're able to connect with people in that way and are and you're going to be able to be inspired but i think there's definitely a season during your business where it's really just going to be a huge distraction and it's going to totally shut down your voice and quiet your voice down where like you said you're not going to be authentically yourself you're not going to be able to deliver that authentic message mm -hmm. yeah that's that's so true and you know people say oh you know Helen, I'm, i've I follow so-and-so and I'm doing exactly what she does in terms of like how often I post, what I talk about and all these things, but I'm just not getting the results that she's getting. And I'm, I say to them, well, it's because it's not, it's not you. It's not your, your audience is connecting with you. They, they connect to your mission. They connect to your voice, but they can't hear it now because mm -hmm. yours following what someone else is, you know, what someone else does. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that because I think it's so important for us to understand that as we are going through the process of going from idea to actually taking that action and pursuing the idea or the dream, that we don't allow that to happen because I fully believe that we are given this idea, this dream, this goal, and it's given to us. It wasn't given to so-and-so or to this other person. We're the ones that are responsible to make this happen. And we're, gonna, we're not meant to like get all this information, all these tips and advice from everyone else, although it's really helpful if it's something that we need at the moment, but like you said, a lot of times it's really just distracting us and totally drowning out what we're supposed to be doing. Because I agree with you. I think we just have to be us. And I think that is going to be enough um, when it comes to getting the following that, that wants to hear us. And I think so many times we do start, I mean, I have found myself doing this and that. And then, like you mentioned, it's not working. 
Well, because it wasn't supposed to work for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to work for her, for him. And uh, what was supposed to work for me was the idea that I'm receiving that, that intuition. You know, I feel like we always have that intuition of what to do next and what not to do. And following that along the way of our journey, I think can also be really helpful. Yeah, so true. So um, to finish off, because I totally appreciate and respect your time, Helen, I want to ask you a question that I ask every single one of my guests. And it's, has nothing to do really. I don't even think I sent it to you. I had nothing to do with the topic today, but I love listening to the answer. And I think it really truly helps the listeners just kind of learn a little bit more about um, or get some new tips or advice from people that are already maybe where they want to be at or a little further ahead. So if you had the opportunity, Helen, to go back in time and speak with the younger you, you pick the time, the date, et cetera, of when you want to kind of re-enter into your, la your past life. What advice, what tips um, would you give the younger you that you feel would help prepare her for all that's coming? Because obviously you're already on the other side. So yeah. what would be those two or three, I guess, pieces of advice that you would offer the younger you? Yeah, gosh, good question. Um, I think for me, it's find and keep hold of the fun and the joy in the process. I think you know as entrepreneurs we feel like it has to be a struggle and it is challenging but you know you will achieve what you want to achieve you know your success is inevitable if you focus and you you know support yourself with mindset work you really you know you do everything you, you need to do but let's make that process let's make that journey let's make it enjoyable you know business it can be fun so I would say to her uh myself when I was younger um just just find the joy in every day and find the joy in your business and follow that joy because that will shine through in what you do and that will ensure you have a business that you just love at the end of it true oh so true i think when we don't follow the joy we end up it's kind of like you're back to a job you know you're back to mm -hmm. a nine to five and you're back to kind of being boxed in and it's not even boxed in by anyone else it's boxed in by yourself yeah your business becomes your boss you know that's what you don't want you know Right, right. Well, especially anyone that's more of a creative, that's not the reason why we started a business. You know, we started it for the freedom and the choices and the flexibility that it offers us to be able to make an impact and create the kind of life that we desire. So I love that piece of advice. Thank you for sharing. So um, if anyone is interested in connecting with you, learning more about you, um, I definitely want them to be able to, Helen. So where can they go to either follow you? I mean, whether it's a website or social, um, if you can kind of give that information to us please yeah definitely it'd be lovely to connect with with you and your listeners uh, so I and this is a great example of the fact that you don't have to have it all down to have a successful business I have joined Instagram about six weeks ago and oh, wow. I, I am loving it um, so I'm putting a lot of new content on there a lot of support around the ideas that I've got and sort of how to really simplify your business and, and enjoy it um, so just follow me on Instagram so it's at Helen Munchie nice and simple Hello and thank you for listening to today's episode of the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. Two quick things. Number one, if you would love to be a part of a community that's empowering, encouraging, and specifically created for female entrepreneurs and those of you in the making, head on over to Facebook groups. In the search box, go ahead and type in successful action-taking female entrepreneurs and then click join. Or you can also go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we 
lead society and go ahead and click join. I will see you inside. And then second thing is if you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and click subscribe. Um, leave us a review if you're feeling extra generous, because that does help us to reach more people. And then if you're feeling extra, extra generous, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating because that also helps with the reach. All right. You have a great day. And again, thank you for listening to today's podcast.